You're listening to Root Lock Radio. Hello and welcome to Root Lock Radio, a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. My name is Weston, I live in New York City, and I'm your host. In today's episode, we will be revisiting the concept of reversals, which I first addressed in episode 14 of season 1. Reversals are a common stuck point for people learning tarot, most likely because they don't lend themselves very well to memorization. I will talk about why reversals are a more challenging skill, and give some guidance of where to start and how to develop your reversal reading toolbox. Then I'll give some insight into how I interpret reversals by looking at some cards from the Major Arcana in reverse. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Root Lock Radio. me to speak more about reversals, both in the Rootlock Radio discussion group on Discord and in my engagement with listeners on Instagram. I've covered reversals in episode 14 of season 1, so you may want to revisit that, but I decided it doesn't hurt to revisit reversals and discuss them again with my current perspective. Reversals are tough. And they're still tough for me. Part of the reason for this is that there is no one way to read a reversal. People are often looking for the key to reading reversals in what I think is sort of the wrong place. So people will say things like, is a reversal always the opposite meaning of a card? Or is a reversal the bad version of the card's meaning? And my answer to these two questions is always no. The opposite meaning of a card would come from a different card, not the same card, because a reversal still contains the same kernel of truth as the upright card. So it would not be the opposite. Plus, I kind of have an issue with the word opposite, because what is the opposite of a tarot card anyway? Like, the opposite of the sun card, Would that be the moon? Would that be clouds? Would that be the dark? I don't think any of those really capture what the opposite of the sun is. And also, opposites imply a binary way of thinking. And if you've been listening to the earlier episodes in this season, you know I'm not a big fan of binaries, and I actually think they can really get in the way of us doing effective work with our tarot cards. The same is true for thinking of a reversal as bad and upright as good. Again, we have another binary way of thinking. And how would you apply that to a card like the Ten of Swords? Where's the good-bad in a card like that? So it makes sense that people would want a simple answer or formula for reading reversals. And the fact is that there just isn't one. And this might seem kind of unfortunate when you're first learning tarot, But 
as you develop your skills, you'll find that this is actually a really great thing because it opens up so many possibilities for each card to mean a lot of different things. Now, when you look at literature, like websites or guidebooks, you will see vastly different interpretations of reversals of the same card from different sources. And this shows that the experts, if you want to call them that, are just as unclear as you are. But I think even more so than with upright cards, reversals are calling in your intuition, rather than what you already know about the card. Now there is some caveat to this, which I'll get to later, but I do think that when you are first learning tarot, you can really do a lot of work by memorizing and integrating the concepts of the cards from other people's sources. But with reversals, I think there's so much of a, a skill that is happening in the process of the reading that is really hard to kind of imitate in the same way that you would when you're first learning upright cards. So considering all this, I really do recommend not integrating reversals into your tarot practice until you feel ready. It's perfectly fine to read all of your cards upright and probably preferable in some ways if you find yourself really confused when you see a reverse card. But that said, I really do recommend at some point getting into reversals, and I'm going to try today to give you a little bit of a roadmap of what to try and how to develop those skills. So the first place to start is asking, well, what is a reversal? If it's not the opposite or it's not good versus bad, what is it? What does it mean and how do you learn to interpret them effectively? Well, the simplest way that I define a reversal is that the energy of that card is disrupted or altered in some way. And the way we can determine this is by considering what guidance-focused and therapeutic message the card is trying to deliver. So I'll say that again. The energy of the card is disrupted or altered when it comes up reversed. And then what we ask ourselves is, what guidance-focused and therapeutic message is coming from this information that this energy is altered or disrupted? So we can look back at two examples of reversals I've already given in this season, which is the aces and court cards. So in episode two of this season, I talked about the aces and how the aces represent a flow of energy that is available for you to harness and channel. But if the ace comes up reversed, that flow is slowed down or blocked. This means that that energy is disrupted and not as available to you as it would be if the ace were upright. So then the question is, what do you do about that, right? So first step is acknowledging that the energy is somehow disrupted or blocked or altered. And then the second step is asking yourself, well, what do I do knowing that that's the case? And with the aces, you might want to try to put your focus elsewhere or draw on old sources of that energy or somehow work to clear that blockage. With the court cards, I introduced some concepts from internal family systems therapy to help us to consider the court cards as parts of ourselves. And when a court card comes up upright, then we want to embrace and embody that part of ourselves. 
But when it's reversed, the personality of that court card, which is the source of that card's energy, is disrupted, right? There's an alteration in that personality. And it's somehow activated in a reactive or unhelpful way. And you don't want to embody that energy, right? So again, you're acknowledging first that the energy is altered or disrupted. And then you're thinking, what do I do about it? And what I suggested you do with the court cards reversed is you attend to nurture and attempt to soothe that part of yourself in order to move forward effectively and not be so reactive. In both cases, both the aces and the court cards, the reversal is indicated a disruption of the energy of the card, which invites us to investigate what we need to do in order to move forward most effectively, knowing that that disruption or alteration is there. So our most basic skill in reading reversals is not memorization. And in fact, I would say that's not the most basic skill in reading cards upright either, but that's an easy way to learn the cards upright, is to kind of memorize or integrate other people's ideas. But with reversals, it's a process-based skill. And what I mean by this, it's more kind of a set of questions you ask yourself than a set interpretation of that card that you hold in your mind. So let me show you a little bit what I mean by this, by giving you an example. So say, for example, you've been dating someone for a little while, and things seem to be going well, but you're not really sure what the future of this relationship holds. It's, you're getting along pretty well, but you're not really sure if this person's going to be in your life for a long time, if it's just fun for now, you just, you're not really sure. So you pull a card to see how you can best move forward, and you draw a very positive card reversed. So let's say it's the Ten of Cups reversed. The first thing you know is that the energy of this card, and this card's energy is all about joy and love and feeling both deeply connected and liberated, that that energy is somehow disrupted or altered. What you don't want to say is that it must be the opposite or the bad version of this good card. So saying something like, oh, this must mean that it's all about misery and loneliness and I have no choice of that, that's not what you want to do. There are other cards that would come up to align more closely with a miserable experience. Um, and even so, you would always have choice and agency, right? So you're, you're never getting a card as sort of this like faded, I have no choice, this is what's going to happen. It's more of a guidance. So what you do want to consider is how is this energy altered or disrupted right now? And then ask yourself some probing questions some possible ways that the energy could be altered or disrupted would be through it being detached, you being detached from the energy, having resistance to that energy, or being ready to release and move on from that energy. So those are some ways that you might identify that the energy is altered or disrupted, and then you think, well, what am I going to do about it? So let me go through the three of those, detachment, resistance, and release and talk about how they might work in this situation. So drawing the Ten of Cups reversed in a situation where you're dating someone new, you might ask yourself, well, is there detachment here? 
detachment from the energy of that card. And what I mean is, is there an opportunity for joy and connection that I'm somehow detached from? And if so, how do I work through that detachment? Am I the source of detachment? Or is it something outside of me? Is it coming from the other person? Or it's somehow about the situation and the context that we're in? Is it even in my control to overcome the detachment? Or is it something I can't do anything about? All of these questions will give you great information about how to move forward most effectively. So you may need to work through your own issues with intimacy, or you may need to come to terms with the fact that this other person struggles with intimacy, and there's nothing you can really do about that. You can't fix it. So asking yourself, is there a detachment from the energy? But an alternative would be a resistance to the energy of that card. So somehow you're resisting that Ten of Cups energy, and that's why it's coming up reversed. So in this case, you ask yourself, am I resisting an opportunity for joy and connection? And if so, what is that opportunity? And how do I work through my resistance? Is my resistance based in fear, in past experiences, emotional triggers? If so, is this something I will be able to overcome at this time, or do I need to begin to accept that I may have some work I need to do on myself before I'm ready for a relationship like this? And then the third possible way to look at this is a release. And what I mean by this is asking yourself if you're ready to release the energy of that card. So this would be something like, have I been experiencing joy and connection for a while, and now I'm ready to move on to something else? How do you know that you're ready for that? Are there signs that the joy and connection are fading? And how do you let go in a positive way? And what do you learn from this experience? And how does that set you up for what you're ready for next? What do you look ahead to? If you'd like to support Rootlock Radio, consider making a pledge to my Patreon page. A monthly donation of $5 or more will get you access to supplementary materials to future episodes, as well as a private online discussion forum. You can join that by going to patreon.com rootlockradio, or by following the link on my website. If you're new to the podcast or new to tarot, you may want to go back and listen to season one, which is episodes one through 16. Those episodes provide a structured and comprehensive course in tarot, I've also just released a 48-page PDF companion guidebook to Season 1 that you can purchase for $20 and download on my website, rootlocktarot.com. So again, as I outlined in those examples before the break, three possible considerations for reversals is a detachment from the energy of the card, a resistance to the energy of the card, or a readiness to release yourself from the energy offering of that card. With detachment, you can think of this as a more passive experience. Perhaps you just can't really connect to that energy at this time. This could be due to factors outside of your control. This kind of reversal interpretation could help you to let go of trying to control a situation that is out of your control, or to shed light on why something is not going the way you hoped it would. 
This can help us to find acceptance of not getting what we want. With the resistance interpretation, where you're resisting that energy, this is more of an active experience. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's happening on a conscious level. In other words, we are often resisting things that make us uncomfortable by avoiding them or otherwise not engaging with them, even if it would be in our best interest to do so. So this kind of reversal interpretation pushes us to take inventory of any ways we may be blocking our own progress. And this can help us to overcome these internal barriers or help us to see and accept that we need to trust our instincts and our resistance is there for a good reason. And then with the release interpretation, this helps us to cope with change. For how much change we constantly endure, humans are remarkably bad at letting go and letting change occur, even when it's in our best interest. This kind of reversal interpretation can help us to realize when change needs to happen and to let it. Keeping your options open in this way will help you to stay open to possible interpretations that you may not have thought of before and could really be dependent on the context of the situation you're reading about. So in the example I gave before the break, where you're dating someone and you're not really sure where it's going and it feels pretty good, being able to kind of go through your mind, well, is there like a detachment? Is there a resistance? Or am I just kind of ready to move on? All those are good things to consider when seeing that card coming up reversed. And we'll give you some insight into how to move forward in a guidance-focused way. That said, I would definitely recommend keeping track of your reversal interpretations in some way. This is one great way to use a tarot journal. So if you can write out your interpretations, both upright and reversed, when you do your readings, these can also become a part of your personal catalog of possible interpretations of each card. So if you really want to study reversals, I would recommend drawing one card a day and intentionally thinking about and journaling what the meaning of that card could be, both upright and reversed. So just like drawing a card a day is a good way to learn cards in general, drawing a card a day and then considering the reverse meaning can be a good way to sharpen your reversal skills. And kind of what I said before about having this catalog, there are lots of times that I will see a card reversed and something will come to me. And I'll think of a new interpretation of that card reversed. And then I like to consider that sort of my relationship to that card reversed and something that I can consider and I won't think that it's the only possible interpretation but it's one I want to consider when I see that card reversed again. So considering this I thought it would be kind of fun and maybe kind of helpful to give you some of my interpretations of reversed major cards. So please don't think these are the right interpretations and that you need to memorize these. This is more a way of giving you insight into maybe how I come up with a reversed interpretation when I see that card. So the first one is the Hierophant. And upright, this card is all about being indoctrinated by society to think a certain way. So when it is reversed, my first thought is always about rebellion and resistance and ways of rejecting norms and thinking for yourself. With the Hermit, 
upright, the hermit is all about turning inward and seeking out solitude in order to grow. So reversed, I often see the hermit as indicating some less healthy form of being alone, like isolating out of fear or anxiety. The hanged man. Upright, I see this card as about releasing the need to be in control of your situation and finding enlightenment through surrender in a period when things are not going as you would want them to. So reversed, I often see a resistance to this, a difficulty of relinquishing control, resulting in kind of spinning your wheels or expending energy in futility and missing that valuable lesson because you're trying to move forward in a time where you're stuck. The death card, upright, death is a transformational journey through the darkness. It's kind of a time of being unsettled and not knowing where you are going, but trusting that process. And reversed, I see this as an indication that you are reaching the end of this process. And now is a good time to look back over this journey and see what you have learned along the way. What you want to do is remember, as you emerge from this period of transformation, what you have learned through that period of transformation. And then the tower. Upright, this is a sudden process of mass clearing, during which you have very little control. This card is interesting reversed because the upright meaning is so powerful and specific and intense. So it's not really susceptible to resistance. So I often think of this as a mini tower experience when it comes up reversed. A little bit of clearing. Or like the death card reversed, perhaps the invitation is to look back at a recent experience of clearing and see what lessons you want to take with you. And then the last one I'll look at is the sun. And like the tower, but sort of not like the tower, the sun is also very powerful and you don't have a lot of control over it. It is this bright kind of total illumination. It's like an aha moment where things just kind of click. In Upright, I see this as a joyful experience. Reverse though, I think it is still an experience of illumination and things clicking into place, that's still there. But it is not so joyful. Maybe it's more melancholy, a more kind of melancholy or sad moment of illumination. And this is often a consideration when I see a really positive card reversed. Maybe the situation is tinged with something less positive. So even with the earlier example of drawing the Ten of Cups reversed in response to a new relationship that is going well, perhaps it is going well, but there is like a shadow of sadness in the situation. It's not pure unbridled joy and connection that we see in the Ten of Cups upright. Many good relationships have some sadness in them. And this can be your invitation to think about that. So that's another thing I often think when positive cards, really positive cards come up reversed, is maybe there's just like a a tinge of sadness here. So I hope this has been helpful. And again, reading reversals is not about memorizing interpretations. Instead, it's about investigating and exploring how the energy of that card can be disrupted or altered in the specific context of a situation you're doing a reading for. Then you want to think about how identifying that disruption or alteration is a starting point for moving forward effectively. Remember that all tarot readings are first and foremost guidance-focused, and any reversal is inviting you 
to find guidance and acknowledging and understanding why that energy is altered or disrupted can be a starting point for that because then you think what can you do about it what is in your power what do you have agency over what can you do knowing that there is that alteration there so again three starting points i introduced in considering reversal is if you're detached from the energy if you're resistant to it or if you're ready to release the energy of that card but that's more of a starting point for you to sharpen your reversal tools and is no means a comprehensive list of possible interpretations. So don't restrict yourself to those three, but consider those three. And the best thing you can do is just allow yourself to be open to what comes up for you when you read a reversal in a reading. So good luck, and I'll talk to you next week. Rulock Radio is a podcast for uncloaking, learning, and exploring the tarot cards. It's written and produced by me, Weston. Music for the podcast is provided by Shenandoah Davis and Jeray. To support Rulock Radio, please join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash rootlockradio. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time for Rootlock Radio.